Were the high flyers breeding for you, or? Well, yeah, he was breeding all of them. He was a he was a busy little beaver, but he wasn't um, he wasn't taking care of the babies. I had two pairs of babies, and he was off goofing off with the rest of them. So, yeah, they uh, uh, had how many hens for that one cock? There was four. I think when originally when I got them, see, I got a half a dozen of them, and there was two cockbirds, and the one cockbird he just bothered the heck out of the other guy all the time. I'm not sure what happened. Oh wait, yes I am. He got his foot stuck in the bottom of the cage. That was kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a one in a million place to do it too. It was. It's got bars that are an inch apart, so nothing should get stuck. But he right. got it stuck right, right where the um, feeder is. This is drag. I've been trying to reach out to some different high flyers groups on Facebook and trying to find uh, an expert on there, even like a club or something. You know, I mean, I know it's a competing bird. I just I wanted to talk with somebody who's actually active in a competition level with these birds. So still we might have to hit up Rudy. Rudy, if you're listening, oh, okay, Rudy, we might yeah. have to hit you up. Yeah, yeah an AZ here, local guy. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing. I feel like I see high flyers all the time, but I, I was unable to find any sort of high flying club or anything like that. Not like how you know you guys have roller clubs everywhere and compete nationally and even internationally, and obviously race clubs and stuff are pretty easy to get into, even fancy stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like maybe. I feel like it's one of those ones that we just don't know about yet. It might be there. We just uh, it's don't there. Know about yeah, it we yet. just don't know about it yet. Hey, I didn't know there was roller clubs. I mean, straight up. When I got my rollers, I was like, um, cool, now what? You know. Well, I'll tell a lot you. fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so now you're an official roller uh, with the uh, VFRC, you know, the Velocity First Roller Club. I'm going to plug their show real quick here. Do uh, not really a word on the wire segment, but here. They're doing a lawn show April 13th, 2024, 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock at uh, 7611 East Janan. I'm saying that right? J-E-N-A-N, driving Scottsdale. I'll just say this. You know, they they put on a heck of a lawn show, man. They do a really, really awesome raffle stuff, and they do auction off really good birds. I've always told everybody that's if you're really getting into roller birds this you got to go to a roller club go to their auction get their birds there it's not necessarily you're getting calls because they judge these birds too you can see them fly actually too so that'll be a good show i'm definitely going to be going i think you're required to go as a member right and you're going to be flying me there uh the fly the i believe it's the world cup qualifier it's going to be that weekend okay. for us and, and we'll, uh, after the last guys are done, and I think I'm probably one of the last ones. Maybe not. I don't know. You got to be like uh, the farthest guy out there, aren't you? I mean, off the map. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I'm, a lot of them are on the west side, though. I do know that. But okay. uh, anyway, yeah, so we'll do the World Cup qualifier um, that weekend. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then while the judges are still here, they'll they'll be at the lawn show as well so that'd be kind of cool yeah that'd be good too uh do you know who the judges are you know what their names are you would ask Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you would ask when we had the discussion at the meeting 
Um, I, as I recall, it's a gentleman that was present when the rule book was written or the scoring system uh, oh. was put together. And that could be, it'd be pretty cool because we want input on, you know, quality stuff and, and that kind of stuff. Somebody that can explain why it's, uh, you know, why we're being judged that way and how it's supposed to go down and, and what to expect. Be great to have somebody that, that was there when, when the system was put together. Yeah, most definitely. That's cool, man. Yeah, we're going to be, uh, we got a few episodes in the works, the more roller based. I've been, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to Sam Smitty. He has a really good YouTube channel for roller guys, and he's also come out here and judged you guys. As, he's been a Sam was just here last weekend. Yeah, I know. I saw that he was just here too. But yeah, here or in Europe, whatever, we do all these over the over the phone anyway. So, <laughs> and then Brian McCormick, we're gonna have him on. We're just trying to work out. That guy's a busy guy with shifting schedules and stuff, so it's been kind of tough. But uh, he's agreed to come on and talk with us, so that'll be a good one too. Getting him on here trying to try to bring balance we've been doing some racer guy stuff and you know so we'll do some roller guy stuff we'll get back into some fancy guy stuff we're going to be having a judge come on for that and then like i said we're trying to find some high flyer stuff but uh we'll keep looking we'll find something we're gonna find some people some regular old everyday pigeon fanciers to come on here and tell me their stories about why they keep pigeons and what they love about pigeons and what their pigeons their favorite pigeons name is that's right. We talked about that. Yeah, that's um. We'll put it out there for bringing on uh, anybody. We use our Facebook a lot. That's kind of you know where a lot of activity happens. You know, we got other social media platforms, but we're gonna put a request out there for anybody who listens who'd like to come on and yeah, because we even talked about bringing a microphone to some of the shows and just stick it in people's faces and asking them about their pigeons and being in a club and all that stuff. That'd be so. If you're out there. And you want to? You want your uh, ten seconds of fame? You come on our on our wee podcast and, and be a guest. Let's talk to you. We want to. Might be entertaining to, for you to, to share your stories about your pigeons, and not everybody yes. have to listen to about ours all the time. Well, I'll tell you, man, cool. it's, it's been kind of. We've been doing some interviews, and you know, we haven't really had a chance to just sit down and kind of shoot the breeze a little bit so it's kind of a, a load off and no, I think that that's cool I mean pigeon stories are always cool and everyone has such different ways of doing it and why they do it but yeah we'll definitely be putting some feelers out there for that for sure I rehomed my new uh, my new rollers I got a kid of birds from a, a fellow in the club he stepped away from the birds for a little bit and uh, I got a chance to get some Higgins 100 blood which should cross well with what I have now. So we're gonna start kind of trying to make a family out of that. I'm not having the best results with my turners, so so that's good because I've got something that that should cross well into the other stuff I'm working with. The, the weavers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well see, Weaver has Higgins blood in it, so should it should work out. What else you got there, Phil? Well, I want to talk about the Hurricane Show. The uh, right when I came back from the Hurricane Show, we already had a couple of other interviews lined up, and I didn't want to chew the time up with that. I wanted to get those interviews knocked out, but uh, and the Hurricane Show was awesome. We had to wait a day because of the big snowstorm that came through, but we got up there. You know, we set up our table for the podcast on Friday. 
and then on Saturday, I forget the, I don't have my paper in front of me, but it was like 700 birds entered and then a bunch came in later. It was closer to 800 by the end of it all. Lots of different breeds. It's always cool when you find, you get to see breeds in person that you've, you know, read about and stuff. Got to meet up with Bob. That was really cool to finally meet him in person. Yeah, kind of bummed I missed that opportunity. Yeah, that was cool to kind of yeah get get a talk with him. He was busy though. He was judging the judging with his club and just kind of all over the place. He was really putting in some work over there. But uh, yeah, I got to sit and talk with him for a little bit. I missed um, you know Mike from the NPA Legacy Fund. I guess he was there, but uh, we didn't we didn't cross paths. We were probably walking past each other. He was probably avoiding you. Right. He's like, oh man, he almost saw me. Yep. He says, I got a white coat. He's got a coat full of pigeons. Right. Hey, no, but I, the, the display that you had on the, on the table was cool. I like that. Yeah. No, it, uh, kind of bummed I wasn't there. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it would have been a lot more fun if, uh, if you were there too. People were asking about you and I was like, oh, he, uh, he doesn't really exist. Huh? He's, he's oh, AI. That's a chat GPT for program right there. For sure. But no, I mean, it was good. We got to be, you know, meet some listeners and stuff actually this is pretty cool one of our one of the people that came up and was saying how they like the podcast a younger guy he actually won second place in the junior with his mindy and fantail so that was pretty cool nice so what obviously color was it? obviously the podcast works it was a red a young hen it was okay. a nice looking bird yeah nice. he got second place with it so there you go man that's proof in the nice, pudding nice. podcast listeners are winning shows guys come on there's obviously something to it <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. If you listen to us, your chances of winning a show are dramatically increased, especially Facts. if you have a good imagination. Facts. That's right. <laughs> it was it was it was cool, I man. It was encouraging too. You know, a lot of people were, um, you know, kind of giving us good feedback on the podcast. So I appreciate that. And, you know, just getting a chance to you know go to a show like this and represent the podcast. I. I really enjoy that. You know, it's it's funny though. A lot, uh, a lot of the people I talked to didn't even really know about our Facebook or didn't use Facebook, which I get. I know a lot of people don't like it. You know, that is kind of where we do a lot of our activities through, though. So it kind of you know makes it hard sometimes. But yeah, no, it, it was a good show. So check out our absolutely if you're on Facebook, check out our Facebook. Sorry to interrupt you, Phil. No, yeah, I totally just burned you. Uh, you know, check it out. Get yourself on there. We're uh, right as of right now. Participants are allowed to to participate, but we may have to change that because people are weird, especially participants, and they're doing some naughty stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And it's because if, if it becomes problematic, we're probably going to have to do it so that you know it's a it's a membership thing. It's not because we want to. It's because people don't know how to behave themselves. So that being said, I don't. Are we doing sales on there? Mm, not yet. I I posted a link to some of the to merchant a comment one time. I haven't posted it on there. You think I should just put it up there? I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, we've got nice design on some t-shirts and stuff that uh, Phil's been working on. And he probably put that up. Uh, as far as selling pigeons on the page, I don't think that's the place for it. No, it's absolutely not the place for it. Yeah, this is... The main thing, like I said, a lot of the activity that we do is for the listeners to, you know, interact. Definitely, it's a community, but it's also sure. for people to post questions and stuff like this. I mean, so I'm going to segue right into this here. 
So Miguel Pulita, he's a member of our of the Arizona Pitching Club up here too. He's all about the giant run. He has a really cool uh, giant run tattoo. Remember that from the 1980 yeah. standard on his arm. So Miguel, yeah. I know that uh, you're a big giant run fan. Hey man, we're doing an, an interview with a giant run national and PA master breeder judge of that breed. So that's going to be a cool episode. Um, Cheryl Barnaba, she asked us to bring Frank McLaughlin on. He's a YouTube racing pigeon guy. So we got him coming on. Gary West asked about uh, Marge Sapp. And we got her coming on. Austin Hermison asked about show and roller judge. We're getting both of those on. We're still working on a couple. I know we got a lot of requests. Uh, crossing families, getting Bob and Mike French on there. Forrest Miller, Michael Ayers, they've been asking about that. We're still working on that, and there's a couple other ones we're still working on, but uh, we're actually trying to condense it a little bit more, too, so we can bring a couple of different experts on, even to one episode, and give you guys twice the amount of information in one episode, so, you know, that's that's what the yeah. Facebook is really there for, to put it out there, and, you know, we'll, we'll try to our best to get you what you guys are looking for to help, because, I mean, yeah, when I first started, man, I had... A lot of problems. I wasn't really doing fancy breeds or nothing, but I had a lot of issues. I was actually doing a a talk with this dude in Sri Lanka on the What's app, you know, just trying to get advice because he was the only person that would give me advice for some of my pigeon issues. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous with the time change and stuff trying to communicate. But you know, so I, I like I like the fact that you know, hopefully this does help somebody. Especially how much money did you have set in? Oh, it wasn't much, dude. It was just enough so that way he could uh, get his fiance out of prison. And then it was just, you know, that way I can become up there and become my own prince. And yeah, just a little bit of money orders here and there. That's how, that's how you got the Pigeon Palace. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. Totally joking. Uh, that guy's listening. And we're totally joking. Right. I know, Thanks that's for right. We got fill out. You're his friend in Sri Lanka. That's right. And I did, I just, just having fun, guy. Oh, I mean, that's we're. It's, I'm sure Sri Lanka's on that list. It's like, you know, we're in almost 40 countries. We got listeners now, so that is so know. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> is one of them countries Texas? No, no, that country is a little bit too wild. I don't know if they got Spotify. Does that country even have internet right now? They're just starting off. I, ain't I think. Sure, man. I ain't sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's always, it's, yeah. I was talking with my friend in Texas about that, and he's like, we always play that card, but nothing ever happens. <laughs> I've I pretty much narrowed it down around here to just a few fancies and my rollers and my racers. You've been really cleaning the house, man. What do you got left? I mean, I still have horsemen. I got a baby horsemen, man. That's like, that's the first activity I've gotten out of them, and I have had them bird since the 4th of July. They're finally starting to reproduce. That's super cool. My horseman that I've just been flying and just having out kind of as a pet, he molted out so nice. He's beautiful bird. You know, they're a, they're a really breed, rather aggressive, but they're a really cool breed. I've had him out and I've been flying him around the house. He's gonna need a lot of exercise. You know, I, I don't think he's ever been flown. He's like four years old. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, you're in a you're in a, a loft, and your whole life, you know, you 
I'm sure that's a big learning curve and he'll probably never be as good a flyer as a young bird will. Yeah. Just because he's, you know, he's not used to it. Yeah. But no, I'll take, he's uh, cool. I'll take our house. It's a really cool breed. He's, you know, he hangs out with us on the perch upstairs and, you know, he sleeps in a cage at night and every now and then I'll take him out. And especially when I release my racers and they're doing laps, he gets all fired up and tries taking off and he's a central Asian tumbler. So he'll be flipping in the air and stuff. He, the other day he flew like the most I ever seen him. He did like two laps around the house and then came down, you know, he was, he was whooped. <laughs> now does the bird go back in the cage by itself? Yeah, I'll leave the uh, cage open. He can walk right into it. Nice. Yeah. See, I don't. These these guys, they they wouldn't. I don't think. Well, yeah, I guess the ones that have eggs would. They they'd go back yeah. in, but most of the time they like to chill on top of the bookshelf. <laughs> well, he'll go in because we'll have him out like you know half a day or all day, and he'll just go in just because he's hungry. He'll go in there and start eating. You know, just That's drop, good. Drop yeah, him. that's that's cool man that's easy to manage a lot of times these dorks they they just want to sit on top of the cage or sit on top of my bookshelf or something <laughs> yeah that's less than ideal oh I, I did pick up a pair of uh indian fantails from the hurricane show they Those had the a pretty good ones. they had a pretty good note um i'm sorry they're, they're the mindian not indian they're the smaller ones oh okay yeah, they're right. the smaller ones yeah they had a pretty good for sale section out there. The uh, prices dropped dramatically at the end of the show. You know, that one course. guy had a dry erase board and he was out there, you know, 20, uh, 10. <laughs> I walked by one guy, you want some free pigeons? <laughs> Don't say that. Right. And I'll be like stacking pigeons. They can't car. pass up the $10 pigeon. Oh man. And the free pigeon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's head man. can turn all the way around, but it's free. <laughs> man, there's some. There's some deals, but you know that that's, nobody wants to take them home. I come, I come here to to move some birds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One that's of the. It's got to be a, a drag to not be able to, you know, even get anything on. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you say though, I mean, if they're coming up there to, you know, with these birds are already kind of gone in their mind. Actually, Norn picked up some uh, of those American Bohemian powders from Ryan Bateman. Those are such cool birds, dude. The way they, I like their colors. I like magpie pattern and stuff. And he got the black. He got a pair of black and whites. But just the way they they globe up, it's so unique to other other powders. You know where you can, some go like beach ball crazy, like Norwich croppers and stuff. And these guys, so you're just, saying, yeah. you're saying your powders are better than more unique than my powders, huh? No, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying my son's powder is more unique than yours. <laughs> Ooh, what's up, Norn? Um, yeah. <laughs> now um, I'm looking at a bunch of beach balls over there right now. Yeah. Those dorks, yeah, they're <laughs> the uh, the shield croppers. They're they're over there all puffed up, hanging out. It's a cool breed. My roller that was raised by the satinets, he's big enough to go outside now. He's cool got a little white mask on him nice and norn put his in that uh that breeding cage that he had those rollers in that cage that you made and then yeah, that's connected that's to an avery also and so dude these they got like a pigeon mansion man they go into this like i don't How know many birds just the two he just got a pair <laughs> he's got two in there he's got two in there man i mean it's like how big wow. is that cage that you made how big was that 
Do you remember? It's uh shoot. It's like about eight foot wide. Right. About eight or something. And it's got two three Avery's, by eight or four by eight. And it's got Avery's on the sides eight. of it. And then it's got a heap we connected that big walk in Avery also. So nice. yeah, yeah. They they got space. Hopefully they start breeding and stuff and you know he gets what is young that ones. Avery? Old uh, fly fly pen for game foul or what? Yeah, I think so. It, this guy who I got it from was doing all kinds of pheasants and stuff like that. I mean, he had he had a whole like bird factory going on out there, and he was selling these pens and for cheap. So I had to grab one. Awesome. That's the way. Like I haven't I haven't really put any any money money in materials in building these lofts. They're just scraps. You know, everything yeah. I've collected. It's cool when you can do it that way because. God knows they could get expensive fast if you were buying that stuff. Some of them lofts are amazing. Yeah, no, that's all my stuff is. <laughs> is I mean, the the one, I guess I had those two kit boxes I made for Nor, and those were specifically for it, and they were actually built up that way. But, I mean, my stuff is all repurposed, you know, they work. Them birds got, yeah, them birds got a whole, shoot, you could probably rent that out. <laughs> Got enough space in there they could have some roommates and stuff and collect rent right now i'll do a uh, pigeon b and b man there you go or airbnb for pigeons <laughs> airbnb huh. yeah Bird no, and breakfast i want to do my next loft you know i've talked to you about this before but yeah, i put it up on the parlor joke. roller thing but i wanted to do a parlor roller loft because it's different i mean these birds never fly and yeah, everything's on the ground so the floor however i do the floor is going to be important having a little bit of an area for them to go walk around and get some sunshine put their bath pan out there and stuff like that so nothing major you know what i would do get a shuffleboard phil you say shuffleboard shuffleboard it could be a roll it could be a parlor roller themed shuffleboard floor. oh and just roll them into a hole <laughs> i like it you know shuffleboard or a, or a uh, yeah I'm I oh I was thinking find some old bowling alley floors. I was thinking ski ball. <laughs> you got to get him to roll up a ski ramp. And then you got to put some force behind it. Oh, I love ski ball. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is amazing. You know the the uh, the the Pratts over over there on the the east side. It's in yeah. an old uh, Chuck E. Cheese. They had lots of ski ball there. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> walk back into the back closet, and they actually still have the Chuck E. Cheese back there. Oh wow, that's not freaky at all. No, and stuff nightmares are made of. <laughs> so the other day, yeah, I told you we were in the we were in the shop having a cigar, and Carla was like watching the birds, and she was like, "How do these <laughs> how do these pigeons mate?" You know. So I was like, "Well." check this out right i'm gonna bring this up here real quick so because she looks she googled it you know here it's longevity the female really crouches down to try and present a stable platform yep. i can hear it and see it i'm curious to see if we can hear it and see it on pigeons don't have a recording vagina type sexual organs instead they have cloacal openings which are used for urination pooping laying eggs for the females and mating once the male this is, is dirty. Pigeon. They do it all in the same spot. Yeah. 
This is called a cloacal kiss. Afterwards, males will often engage in a display called clapping. They soar into the sky and bring their wings in a clapping motion. Pigeons, like some other animals, don't have a separate set of sexual or reproduction organs. Everything is tied to their anal tract, called the cloaca. Oh, perfect. Also, sometimes called you got to drink every time they say cloaca. Or canal, which serves the birds as a digestive, yeah. excretory, and reproductive tract. It isn't That's a the new drinking game. As it has <laughs> a double function of carrying male sperm to the female's ovaries. The male pigeon has exactly the same, which makes sex awkward. The cloaca Burned. is a <laughs> male and female pigeons possess birds, into which the intestinal, urinary, and genital tracts open. In male pigeons, it also houses the testes. In female pigeons, the ovaries. Gonna have to change In the rating on the podcast after this. Mate, their testes and ovaries swell or inflate. You know, the thing is, is uh. The words aren't what's funny. It's the way, it's the way she's saying it. Right. Yeah. Like her cadence is way off. <laughs> yeah. Blah 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 blah. Cloaca. <laughs> the testy. Come on. Brief time they both have the same the difference thing. It's between great. Males and females is by looking at their cloaca. Both Take a drink. swell during the breeding season, but the males tend to inflate more as they produce and hold their sperm there. The sexual act itself tends to look like a pair of untrained acrobats <laughs> trying to perform. Oh, a level and stable platform for the cock to clamor into. It's the most awkward piggyback ride ever. <laughs> for the cock to clamor into. She may also bow or bob her head to maintain balance and help the male. Teamwork. As neither has actual sexual organs, it takes place as a meeting of their cloaca. The male stands on top of the female's back, lowers himself, and arches to get into position. She makes herself ready by shifting her tail feathers aside to expose her cloaca. As this is an awkward stance and both are trying to maintain balance long enough to perform, the male does a lot of wing flapping. When both cloaca touch and rub against each other, a fleeting meeting called a cloaca. Is that two kiss, points? The male oh, definitely. <laughs> the female sucks it into her own cloaca and drinks out along the track to her ovaries. Both birds will probably stay sexually excited for a week or more, and their mating will probably take place several more times to make sure of success. It's worth mentioning that, contrary to the urban myth, pigeons do not die after mating. Wait, did you know that was an urban myth? I had no idea. I thought they just died every season because of the PMV. Right. Yeah. I didn't know it had anything to do with breeding. That was that was new to me. Awkward and funny it may be, but judging by the number <laughs> of pigeons in the world, it can be seen that it is a highly effective method of reproduction. They may look comical strutting and waddling around on the ground, but when it comes to the survival of the species, you have to take your hat off to these pigeons. Uh, I just wanted to share that with you. the cloaca. Cloaca. That was intense, Phil. That was, and that was just the. Uh, so me and you got the video on it, but sorry guys, you just get the the humorous audio. Did we get everyone get copyrighted for that? For uh, that was from cloacas. That was from Pigeonpedia, everybody. So there you go. It's all disclosed. Pigeonpedia. Shout out to Pigeonpedia yeah, on YouTube. Informational videos. Cloaca. This is good stuff. Yeah. Now you know. 
Hey, um, so one of them homers that I found, one that came from like 35 miles away, I turned it loose and it came home. He came back here. Oh, really? How far did you drop him? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it shouldn't, it's never been out before, but it should have gone away, I think. <laughs> he likes he it. He came back. That's good, man. He likes it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. And I got a white Homer that I have seemed to have successfully resettled. He's sticking around, coming back. He's trap trained. It's pretty cool. The other one, I mean, I suppose it's trap trained. I didn't trap train it. I saw a guy Somebody doing, uh, a, uh, some on Facebook dropping roller pigeons, doing a release on roller pigeons, but he was only, he said he was only a couple blocks away from his house to help get them to kit up better. How's that work? How's that work? Explain that to me. That's interesting because. Yeah, I've never heard I, of uh, people doing that. But... Pigeons aren't typically released birds. Right. I mean, a couple blocks ain't that big of a deal. That was news to me. I didn't know if you've ever heard that or not. You're more in the roller community than I am. I I don't know anybody that is releasing their rollers, uh, you know, across the street or whatever. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I mean, I've been told a few people that you know if you get an issue take them so far away and and turn them loose but i don't feel like that's something i'm gonna they're gonna try it i'm gonna do very often oh yeah they know where they live you know and rollers are pretty easy to settle yeah kidding you know i guess if had a problem with them landing everywhere Maybe if you can get them in the air somewhere where they're not familiar, but then I'm not sure what that's that's really about. That was interesting. We'll have to uh, ask some of the other roller guys when we bring them on here. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this baby up. How about you throw together a, a real beautiful outro for everybody here? You know, we never did an intro, but you've been listening to the All About Pigeons podcast. In case you didn't know what you clicked on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This uh, whole time I thought it was the forensic files. What are these guys talking about? Cloacas? Right. We just been all over the place. <laughs> it sounds like uh, it's like the Beavis and Butthead watching music videos. We're just a couple of immature guys giggling at cloaca videos. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another All About Pigeons podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I don't think that even works. Well, we do got other social media platforms, people. Check out the YouTube. What do we have? TikTok or TikTok. I'm doing different uh, wild release ideas with my pigeons right now. So just trying to let more people see these when I'm dumping them out in parking lots and whatever. We got our TikTok. We got Instagram. The uh, X. X. Do I Twitter. X, X. Formerly known as for social media platform formerly known as Twitter <laughs> but yeah we do appreciate the reviews it does help help the podcast you know how algorithms are and stuff like that so and, and we need like a we need like a, how many YouTube likes do we need subscribers on YouTube do we yeah, need I think it's I don't know I know TikTok it's gonna help us out with this I know everybody listening has a YouTube account you should go and subscribe to our channel Right. and give it you know click on the notifications so you we do it every week sometimes we do it more than that it just depends on what's going on but but we need your help because we want to 
we want to do some uh, some live interviews on YouTube uh, at shows and stuff. And we need of your we need to have a certain amount. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think if everybody just takes a moment and gives click click, uh, we should get there pretty pretty uh, easily. I think. Yeah. And it's the same with TikTok. We can't go live on TikTok until you hit a certain amount of followers. So. And yeah, the yeah, YouTube one especially because that'll uh, that'd be a good way. Because right now we're doing live, we'll do live on Facebook, but we can't really. Uh, it's gonna be better if we can do it on YouTube. Then yeah, we could do live comments while we're it interviewing will, people and stuff. It'd be really fun. I think bottom line is whatever platform you like the most, make sure that you're uh, sub- subbing on that one because yeah. you know we we're not gonna get there if uh, you know you don't help us out. So. There it is. There it is.